listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. October 1st. October 1st. Recording another episode of our podcast. Yet another week. We're back. This be three weeks in a row. On your internet airwaves. (laughs) You guys remember when we did this every other week. Yeah. Now we're coming. It's like like bonus content now. It is. It is. Honestly, that's what it feels like every time I hang out with you guys. Just, it's my life's bonus content. Mm -hmm. These are the DVD extras of our lives. Uh, (laughs) Instead of these are the days of our lives, these are the DVD extras of our lives. As the world turns, these so, are the DVD extras of our lives. You know, that's kind of It's a, like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> so are the days. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. It's, what is, where, where did I get as the it, world what, what, turns? Is, is that another that's soap probably opera? probably another one. Uh, what was the one? What was the soap opera with the creepy little doll that was like actually played by like... A dwarf? I, th- I think that was Days of Our Lives. Or was it Jen? So As the World Turns was actually a soap opera. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 That. Back in 1956. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> so I'm assuming you watched that with your mom? Mm, that was Palmer's favorite show. That was. Growing up, I had an affinity for it. The one with the doll was Passions. Passions. Oh, Mary, Mary watched yeah, that. Yeah, I Is loved that Passions. I don't have any What's idea. that one that's been on the air for like 50 years? I think it's a Spanish one. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh. Uh. Um. Uh. El Corazón de Sol. Oh, okay. No, Sunny that's Heart? That, yeah, that's, that's, that's what... I don't know. There, there's one that's been on for a really, really long time that Mary will absolutely... The like, Bold and the Beautiful? Maybe. Or there's another one. So there's like General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, Passions, Days of Our Lives. There's one other like super famous one that I can't think of. But she, still, she the, young and the, the Young it's and the Restless? The Young and the Restless. I think it's... Uh, shit. Oh. I think it's a bold and the beautiful. Okay. I think that's the one that she will defend at the end of the day. All right. Gotcha. Well, uh, welcome to Terran <laughs> Podnito Soap Opera Edition. <laughs> As always, uh, I'm Palmer, and I'm joined by my wonderful hosts, Sam and Alex. Hello. Hi. I am Alex. I'm I'm Alex. <laughs> I like to party. One of you is lying. <laughs> no, I like to party. My, my name is Marty, and I like to party. <laughs> and I'm here to party all nights. <laughs> Uh, how are how are things? How is life? I know this has been kind of a rough week for all of us, so we're, we're winging this episode. I'm going to warn everybody right now. The main event has not been scripted. We are coming at you, uh, how do they say? Fuck uh, it, we'll do it live. Yeah, we're throwing off, shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. Off the cuff. Yeah, there you go. That's the polite way of saying it. Uh, much more polite than the way that I phrased it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. I feel like if anyone knows anything about the podcast, I am clearly the most polite one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, yes. At least before your fourth drink. Especially well, in I'm person. Well, I'm on number two. Yeah, especially in person. If you ever encounter Alex in the wild... Just go up to her and strike a conversation. She won't be weirded out at all. She won't have any problems. She won't text me and be like, people know things about me. That won't happen at all. As long as you don't urinate on my car, we're fine. That happened to my wife at a NASCAR race. Someone peed on her car? Yeah. 
She had like a one of those rainbow RVA stickers on the back of her car. Oh, okay. That is the least surprising place I could imagine having your car peed on because it had a sticker like that on it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of, but we came back and her tires were all wet. Yeah. And we were just like, why? And it smelled like pee. Like urine? Yeah. Yeah. So we can only assume... Mm. It was either that or, or maybe it was just coincidence and it was it was an idly drunk NASCAR goer because there were lots it's of also, those. I mean, that's, that's also possible. That is extremely the, possible. But I the have, Venn diagram, I think, of NASCAR fans and uh, Pride supporters is you know, uh, this, pretty wide and far yeah, apart. Right. <laughs> well, you know, this year NASCAR came out with a Pride flag. Mm-hmm. They did. They're really they trying. They're doing trying to do a lot to sort so of like, turn And their fan base around. was probably like, but, uh, 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 NASCAR. <laughs> So like I'm I'm really into F1, hmm. um, and I think last last year it might have been the year before, mm-hmm. um, they like all other major sports uh, did the whole stamp out racism thing. Their right. their thing is uh, like end racism, and they've got one black driver. That's um, like NASCAR, just has like one. NASCAR. Bubba <laughs> um, Wallace. And <laughs> and they, they they run the promo reel before every race, but I'm just like. Half of the half of the drivers, the only black person they know is the one black driver. Right. Like, is that they don't like, and and some of them have even come out on record and been like, "It's not a problem. I don't give a shit. It doesn't right. affect me." Of course. Is that one female driver still racing? No, Danica Patrick. Yeah, no, she's no. no longer racing. Oh, uh, why did she stop? Because she sucks. Uh, no, she <laughs> did. No, she did. No, no, she did well in IndyCar. She she tried her hand at NASCAR. Yeah. Um, she's also been driving for a very she's, long time. Yeah, she's. I think she's just at this point. I think she's just retired. Yeah, she's kind of, uh, she's old. Is she really? Mm-hmm. I don't think she's that old. I she's think like, she's one of those people that's like no, she's like she's in she's her thirties. Like, no, she's, she's graced like, with a porn star name. Danica yeah, Pat, yeah, that is that is that's a porn, a star, porn name. star name. Because she dated Aaron Rodgers. You're right. I can't imagine she's any older than he you're is. You're right. She's forty. She's well, thirty. Who's she? Who's Aaron Rodgers dating now that made him so greasy? So greasy. Oh no, the one that he's engaged to, that actress, um, the Gloop actress. No, 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 no. Uh, wasn't he dating Olivia Munn? He was. Oh, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. He was dating. Uh, he he was dating Hippie. Olivia Munn, who's now married to John Mulaney, or dating John Mulaney, oh, or married. She's pregnant. She's pregnant with John Mulaney's kid. Yes. But After, yeah, Shailene Woodley, the 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 mushroom and nut forager, who is a crazy <laughs> yeah. person in Hollywood, has turned Aaron Rodgers from looking fairly clean cut to just like some weird, greasy, I don't give a fuck kind of person. Maybe yeah, that's who really he always bizarre. wanted to be. I still maintain that Aaron Rodgers is gay and every mm. woman he's been with is just a beard. Okay. I mean, if I had to be somebody's beard, it, I would like it to be a, a multi-million dollar professional athlete. That's true. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's a big step down, though, to go from Olivia Munn to Shailene Woodley. But I think that's mostly just because I don't really know anything she's been in. And I also think she's a weirdo. See, Shailene Woodley, <laughs> like, I feel like she... I, I think she's actually very beautiful, but... Oh, I got nothing against her looks. Yeah. I just don't know anything she's been in. Olivia I think she's Munn's a, a bitch. Is she? Do yeah. You, have, you, have you had conversations with her? No, but I read her book and it was like super fat, shamey, super uh, like I'm one of the, no. I'm like one of the cool, like what is it like? I'm like kind of like a cool girl. Dude, she really that, that's hot. What are you talking yeah, about? I, Dude, that, that's her whole shtick because right? she got she got her start on G four. G four. I remember. And so she was like every nerd's. Dream girl. Yeah. Well, she's Shailene like, Woodley. No, no, no Olivia, Olivia Munn. Munn. Oh, okay. okay. She, she got she got her start on Attack of the Yeah. Uh, whatever that show the, was called. What the fuck was that called? Attack of the Show. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, her, I read her um, her book. It was not. It was mean. For, for some reason, I'm really not surprised by that. About me reading it or her being mean? About her being mean. Oh yeah. No. Both. I love celebrity uh, autobiography, like celebrities' books. The only one that I read was <laughs> Russell Brand's. Okay. And it was yeah, simply that, because yeah. it was called My Bookie Wook. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. And it was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. He's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit. He has, but the he's, last, he's got away he? with words. He, what, yeah. uh, what, he's, he's an out there kind of guy. He's kind of like a. That doesn't surprise me. I just, he was trying I used to, to listen to his podcast. And then it just got really weird. He was trending on Twitter like a couple days ago for for something he said. Yeah, like Joe Rogan, something he said, or like yeah, yeah. more Joe Rogan, yeah. less Alex Jones, more Joe Rogan. Okay, um, I forget what it was. Though. Speaking of Alex Jones, did you guys see the latest news about mm-hmm. him? No, he has uh, to pay he's got to pay the survivor, the surviving families of Sandy Hook, but they haven't announced the uh, amounts yet. What? Um, but How's he, he going to pay lost, a whole bunch of actors? He, he lost. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. Damn. Hey, man, he's got that big Hollywood wow. budget. He's got that big Hollywood So he's budget. cutting a check to Shailene Woodley, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Can he forge things out of a school? What's Shailene Woodley pulling out of the trash cans? Uh, Jesus Christ. That's called dumpster diving, not foraging. Oh, edgy. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Hollywood, this is actually a pretty good segue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I came across an article from Slash Film, the uh, the epitome of Hollywood reporting. Uh, not at all a, uh, a blog with an agenda. Um, that was talking about... Basically, that that Hollywood has some reckoning that it's got to do with yeah. its big budget and the current mm-hmm. uh, COVID climate. Oh, look at that. The alliteration right there. Uh, it's basically highlighting a few films that came out over the past, well, over the summer, really. Yeah. Uh, talking about, like, their budgets, both both the budget for the film, mentioning the fact that it, if, if a movie tends to have a set budget, it's going to be at least that budget for marketing. Right. Uh, so generally like a movie, a big blockbuster film with a hundred million dollar budget is probably going to have about a hundred million dollars of marketing behind it. Yeah. Which means it's got to get 200 million worth of butts in seats mm-hmm. in order for it to be successful, which obviously not, is not even to be successful, just to break even. Just, yeah, it, it's gotta, it's gotta do triple its movie budget to be considered successful. Wow. So. It's a problem right now because that's not happening. If Disney can't get a Marvel movie to do more than eighty million on in its opening weekend on Labor Day, yeah. Which movie was that? Uh, was that Shang Chi? Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Um, I I think it's I think there's a problem. Well, I think so, there's something that that people need to realize well, about the way that theaters are being treated this, yeah. in this day and age. Well, so we've I mean we've we've talked about movie budgets in the past episodes um, either. In relation to what movies we were talking about, or just kind of news like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and last night, uh, Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit settlement got announced. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're paying her $40 million. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so she's getting $40 million. Uh, deservedly so. Yeah, though, absolutely. But it's, it's for this very reason. Yeah. Because Black Widow got... Uh, I don't remember if it got played in theaters or not. It did. It okay. just, it so just it got didn't. simulcast with HBO Max, and... Scarlett no, Johansson. No, no, no. It was a Disney Plus. Or Disney Plus. Mm. Um, and Scarlett Johansson's contract, like a lot of actors' contracts, apparently, um, I thought it was really just like a rarity where they did like percentages of box office. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, in the last decade or so, more actors and actresses have gone the direction of, I want a percentage. I don't want a flat 
fee. Um, especially makes more when, sense. Especially when you're tied up with Marvel. Yeah. Um, who's one of the biggest offenders, I guess, of over budget uh, movies. Um, but because the, the whole HBO because Max they thing, could be. But the whole HBO Max thing completely fucked her. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, the, the Disney Plus the Disney Plus thing, thing yeah. completely fucked her. So there there was like a huge. Um, Huge issue, like pretty much from the second that it got announced it was going to be on Disney Plus. Scarlett Johansson was like, "This is bullshit." Well, I think it warrants discussion that Disney Plus's model is completely different than something than like right. HBO Max yes. or Peacock, right? So, Disney Plus is already a premium subscription service that you pay an amount for every month, and then on top of that, if you wanted to see mm-hmm. Black Widow, you guys, you still have to pay for you it. Pay you for still it. have it's to pay thirty. Yeah, was it, was it no? It was, it was like twenty nine, twenty nine, or something like that. Yeah. Um, to, to see it and you don't even, that's the other thing, right? You don't own the movie. The second you cancel your Disney plus subscription, it's you fun. lose, you lose that, that movie. I didn't even think you got to keep it. I thought it was a rental. No, nah, it's, you get, you get it. It's everybody gets it at some point. Yeah, eventually on Disney they put plus. it on for free. No, no, no. I mean, like I thought, uh, with the new releases, if you paid, it's, yeah, it's you not, paid a, it's the not a rental, time. you get it, you get it for okay. the, for the, Essentially, like early compared to everybody else. Because I know HBO Max is doing simulcast of their movies, of some of their movies, like Mortal Kombat, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had that on HBO Max where it's a subscription service. Yeah, they've Um, done it with every single Warner Brothers release. But it's uh, for one month and then they take it off the service. But then it's back on like two months later. Right. Okay. Uh, but you don't have to pay extra for it. It's just there. Right. Yeah. yeah. They did it with Wonder Woman. Really they did it with the new Clint Eastwood movie. They did it with. Uh, uh, God, what else was it? They've done it. They did it with Conjuring. Yeah. Did they do that with yeah. Malignant too? With what? Malignant. Yeah. yeah. Malignant. And that as well. one we watched with Jared Leto. Yep. Uh, Jared Leto and, <laughs> and uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington. That was oh, the first God. movie that what we a, watched on HBO Max. What a disappointment that, like, that movie ended up being. Right? That was a total bummer. Yeah. I did, um, I did love looking at Jared Leto like that. That was <laughs> creepy as fuck. You mean if his, I saw that how guy, he looks in real life right if now? I, yeah. If I saw that guy in a parking lot, I would have run. Yeah. Yeah. Or towards him. I'm, I'm, I'm a six foot four, call, 300 pounds, and I would run. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like he packs razor blades like in, oh, his, yeah. in his jacket sleeves or something, <laughs> dude. Like. <laughs> Uh, but but you know that's just that's just one man's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the whole point that I'm bringing this up for is we have kind of talked about this. We've yes I, on past episodes we've we've said that this was going to start happening. Yeah, and here we are in the COVID times in the in the time. <laughs> Love in the time the of COVID. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's more hate in the time of COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's happening much more quickly than I think any of us ever could have anticipated because of the environment, the climate that we live in yeah. right now. Um, I told you guys I went to go see Don't Breathe Two, mm-hmm. yeah. and we had talked about going to see Candyman and stuff. And West Tower is normally pretty empty, but to literally be the only one aside from one other person in the entire theater on the opening night of a film mm-hmm. or the opening weekend of a film, regardless of whether or not it's like, you know, a blockbuster budget or anything. Because don't breathe. I, I had a pretty small budget. Yeah. Right. It was still surprising. And walking into the concessions and everything, seeing how many people were just in line to get a ticket and then get into their seats rather than doing popcorn and all that other stuff. Like I didn't, I, I got a drink and that was, and my ticket and that was the extent of it, you know, like. You also have a thing for West Tower popcorn. 
I just don't trust it. I do. <laughs> I will buy bad stuff there. Like I trust like, it with my life. <laughs> but no, Ben and I went to go see um, with the new M Night Shyamalan movie there. Old, old, and we were the. How was that, by the way? Was it good? I thought it was good. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was... West Tower is a weird one to use, though, as a, as a point of reference, because... A lot of people don't even know it's there. Because, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I've gone to see movies there before the pandemic, and there might be three other people in the theater that I'm in. Which I come to expect, but but one? Yeah. None? I like when that. I went, there was none. Well, there was at, none. One point, none. at one point, I thought zero. I was... I, I don't remember what movie it was uh, that I went to see there. Um, but I was the only person in the theater... Until the the final trailer. Oh, and then someone came in. And then in. somebody, and, and like two people walked in. I was like, damn it. Fuck you. This is my theater now. I've been here long enough. Uh, so what do, what do we think? You know, like, should we use Regal Short Pump as more of a litmus test for how things really yeah, are? I mean, that means we have to go to packed. Regal Short Pump oh, to find God. out, no, though. I you. refuse. Last time I did that, it was did a they terrible re- Did they reopen? Yeah, they're okay. okay. I refuse. They're, uh, they're, they're, yeah, what, West Tower? It's West Tower or, or Cine Bistro. Bistro. That's yeah. it, dude. There's, I either, I either want the premiest. Yeah. I used yeah. to go to Bowtie. Usually it was for Criterion, but I would go to Bowtie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Bowtie's opened back up, though. I'm pretty no, sure Bowtie's still closed. Because that's where, they're not opening at all. Um, because that's where they were trying to put the casino at one point. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Really? So it's it? That's it for Bowtie? Yeah, Bowtie's yeah. done. That's a shame. Rumor, like rumor has it Criterion survived, but that's still on the fence. Hmm. Criterion, for people who aren't from the Richmond area, is just a smaller theater that Bowtie owned that showed... It's all the, the limited releases. Yeah, the, limit, the, the super limited stuff. Like, we saw House of Jack built the unedited cut mm-hmm. there. Suspiria we saw Suspiria there. Suspiria we saw there. I mean, there. They, did, they did some criti- critically... They did a lot of critically acclaimed stuff. Um, so they did Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Jojo um, Rabbit was there. There was... Uh, one of the political movies was there. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's not many of those, Sam. It really whittles uh, it down. I don't know which one it was. Um, but they, they, they do all the smaller, I guess smaller budget is probably yeah. the best way to put it. Mandy was there. So yeah. combine this combine this with the fact that Netflix is really stepping up its game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is really stepping up its game. And they're not even bothering to really do this stuff in theaters anymore. Yep. <clears throat> what do we think? Do we think? Do we so, think that this is it? Do we think that this is the final nail in the coffin? Like, should this summer uh, be the dictation for how films are kind of made from here on out? Is there a way? To, and I know nothing about making movies, how much it costs to make a movie. But like, why is it that movies cost so much money? So a lot of like, it. why is it millions of dollars? So a lot of it is the actors and actresses. Okay. Uh, especially when we're talking Marvel movies, like right. that, that was the biggest reason why they were trying to get through um, all of the Avengers because uh, I can't remember his name. Robert Downey Jr. Mm. had like a $40 million contract. Nah, no, 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 no. The final Avengers movie, he was making almost $200 million or something. Oh, wow. Something well, no, 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 no. That, That's with ticket sales. I'm saying his base contract was $40 million and he had a percentage on top of it. Okay. And so... That's part of the reason why movie budgets are so expensive. Okay. Another part of it is, especially with these large budget movies, um, your visual production right. okay. is super expensive. There's a guy that I went to high school with that works for a visual production studio up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked on all sorts of big budget stuff. Um, yeah, and he's a team of like 60 people. Of course, yeah. And they work around the clock because rendering takes 
forever okay. when you're doing stuff like that. You're like you press a button on it. Once you've finished everything, just to render that scene, you press a button and it takes like 24 hours. You can't do anything, but they're paying for that 24 hours. Okay. Um, well, you got you. You don't just have have that right. You have all the people that are on set. You is know, it and possible though, to limit the budget, though? Can they is. make these I mean, movies? horror movies do it all the time. Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess kind of like But my those one... are smaller productions. But they I, are, absolutely. So that, like, that's the thing. But I think that's what we're... Uh, I think that's kind of what the point this, yeah. this article is trying to make, is I that think, we're going to start seeing smaller production. I, I think the issue that they're running into here, I think the biggest issue is because... This, this is all self-inflicted, I think. Because... NBC, HBO, Disney, they mm-hmm. all said, fuck it. We're going to do our own streaming services so that we have it in-house. Mm-hmm. So that we don't have to do contracts with Netflix or Amazon or mm-hmm. Hulu where we can get this money, but then we have to do like exclusive rights or whatever and deal with all this distribution shit when we can just stand everything up ourselves and put it on our platform. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money that they're potentially losing out on. If we go back what, three years before HBO Max and Disney Plus and all of this stuff existed when it was really just Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Shit, when it was just Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah, if, right. you, go, if you go back six or seven years. everything was on Netflix. But if they said, Netflix, we're going to give you the opportunity to simulcast this while it's in theaters, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. We'll cut you a deal. We'll say... This is what we would expect if we only did this in theaters. Right. If we do this in theaters and Netflix, figure 50%, let's just be generous, 50% of the people that would go see it in theaters are instead going to watch it on Netflix, but we're going to let you pay only 30% of what those ticket sales would be. Right. That's money that they would get back. They're not getting that money anymore. Mm -hmm. Especially HBO. Disney's the only one getting the money because they're the only ones charging Charging people to buy the movie. HBO, you're, you're paying a subscription fee. Well, uh, uh, well, and so it's it's fucking over every actor. It's fucking over everybody that works on these movies. That fucking are, over fucking, actors that make forty million it's, dollars. It's, it's not just them because the thing is, when you start cutting these budgets down, especially on these massive blockbusters, which at the end of the day, let's be honest, out of the twenty biggest budget movies of the last twenty years, I think eleven of them are Disney properties now, right? Because I think they're all Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marvel's really the catalyst for this. Because their movies kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and people kept expecting more and more and more. Nah, that's not. It's not just Marvel. The Fast and Furious franchise is guilty of this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but at the same time, the Fast and Furious, you're having people like, uh, who's the biggest name in the Fast and Furious before Paul Walker died? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel or the so Rock. So Vin Diesel doesn't make nearly as okay. The Rock maybe, but Vin Diesel doesn't make nearly as much as someone like Robert Downey Jr. does. No. But still, those budgets have uh, like no, to Palmer's point though, like those budgets have, have skyrocketed. I mean, didn't they have like a friends clause? Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, where they all got paid the same? Yeah, amount? where they agreed uh, to get paid the same. Everyone amount? who played or everyone who was in the Fast and the Furious. I think I think I, I think, remember I reading that they like, had like a friends I think for clause. Like three through six, maybe. Okay. But at that okay. point, it was like but still, the Rock I was just you... like, "Nah, you're gonna pay me what I'm fucking owed." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Vin Diesel's a bitch. Jason Statham, right, I can't probably. imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine Vin Diesel yeah, getting I mean, paid as like, much as Scarlett Johansson. Charlize Theron's in, no. in that in that series now, like in in Fast and the Furious. What? So yeah. Fast, so Fast okay. and the Furious is a perfect. It, it, it's like a perfect anatomy of like the antithesis to Marvel movies. Every like you have two options if you're like an A list actor at this point, okay. and you just want to make sure that you get a payday. Yeah, you either sign up for a Marvel movie, in okay. which case. You're probably going to be in two or three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Or you sign up for the Fast and the Furious, in which case you're probably going to be in two or three or maybe four. 
And depending on who you are, you might get a spin-off movie like Jason Statham did with right. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Those two franchises, or I guess Marvel as a franchise and Fast and the Furious, have really just single-handedly driven the budgets up on these movies. But it's, I mean, James, 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 James Cameron is notorious for having massive budgets. So yes. I, it's not like this is really a new thing. The difference is people, streaming. Yeah. Well, and people are not going to theaters anymore. And, and that's, yeah, because you don't have to. Yeah. So, people don't want to. <laughs> so do these $100 million budgets survive? I think they will because I don't think there's any turning back. Yeah, you don't think so? You don't think I, they can cut budgets? I don't think how... What, what's the next major Marvel thing on the horizon? I think it, I th- well, hold, uh, I, I think you're right to an extent, right? But I think it takes a company like Netflix to be able to write a blank check to people because it doesn't fucking matter to them. Because no matter what, yeah. everybody well, everybody is, and their mom is going to pay for fucking Netflix. But we don't... Month. That's the problem, though. We don't or know. Netflix, Netflix is notoriously cagey on their viewership. Right. And at some point... They're not gonna get more subscriptions, or at least enough to cover something. So how but, how much are their budgets really? Because okay, they don't so tell then, anything. So then the, then let's it's it's got to be pretty big on some of these, on some of them, not all of them. Like something like like what the hell was that uh, Will Smith movie that that had a uh, that that was about like the orcs oh, in the uh, police? Bright, bright, right. yeah. That movie was sequel. notorious for having a. Absolutely inflated budget, and it crashed and burned. Yeah, it's all CGI. But they're giving that, it a that's sequel where their budget goes. because Netflix knows that it's an installment, and they can lose money on a whole bunch of stuff, and still end up meeting their bottom line. That's true. Because every month, people like me who don't even watch Netflix that much anymore, mm-hmm. I'm literally paying for it so my wife can watch Supernatural. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something that they just make money off of. Yeah. That yeah. they just write a check, you know, like Thirty Rock. Like Go they have, girls. They, yeah, <laughs> they have so many shows that are on their catalog. Yeah. where it doesn't matter their the, the stuff that they're spending money on because they're going to have those people that are going to watch Thirty Rock for the eighth time that year, and they're just counting. They're banking on that. Amazon is kind of the same way, and they're actually doing it with video games. We're, we're literally watching their first their first game yeah. launch right now, like as we speak. And it's getting a lot of bad press right now. Too. It is. It is, and it's been a it's been a very rocky launch. But they're they, that is the classic. They have taken a sixty dollar game and released it at a forty dollar price point because of the fact that they know that they have a million people that are going to pay for Amazon products, and this is their foot in the door. Yeah. So they're willing to take a hit. And I think Netflix is willing to do the same thing. But then again, HBO Max is willing to do the same thing because of the fact that they're, they've are they separated themselves from... You, know, like you cannot but get I think HBO I, Max on Amazon anymore. You have no, to pay for it as a separate subscription. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think the difference is Netflix and Amazon, everybody has it. Because they were the first in the game. Right. They're like the numbers for Disney and Hulu. But like the numbers for Disney, HBO Max, even the standalone uh, premium stuff that you'd get through your cable providers, Mm -hmm. none of them have the subscription counts that come anywhere close to those. Um, So I don't don't know how they reconcile this because you've got $100 million movies and you've had the, I mean, the movie we're talking about tonight had a $70 million budget almost 25 years ago. So, I yeah. mean, the, these aren't, like, massive budgets aren't new. Right. I, I don't think they're going away because everything's, everything's just getting more expensive. 
Well, I think the ball. I think I, I, I think this is kind of going to be the final thing that we have to say about this. But the 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 ball is in Peacock's court in Paramount Plus's court. There's a perfect one. We have that subscription. I can't tell you the last time I even used it. I use it for football. For Peacock? Uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, Paramount Plus. Yeah. yeah. I use it for football. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> the reason we got it was for sports, and we don't even use it. Huh. How hmm. much is it a month? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Ten bucks, I think. Okay, yeah. So it's... Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what um, like Netflix is a month anymore at this point. It's like, so it's, I, I got it it's for... It's 15 bucks. It's like 13? Okay. 15 yeah. bucks. We got it when it was still CBS All Access, and we got it for um, Twilight Zone. For, oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Twi- we got it for Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. And then it turned into me watching football, and that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's in their courts now. As as the ones that are starting to, well, one, have access to these major mm-hmm. studios, because it's literally Paramount, it's literally uh, Warner Brothers that are right. own, owned both of these pr- products, like... We'll see whether or not they can turn this into a model that works for them. I think the the telling thing is that no matter how much the director of Dune bitched, <laughs> it's still coming out on HBO Max. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. Sorry, Dune director. <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag. You, you've already let the cat out of the bag as yeah. subscription companies saying like, yeah, you can watch this stuff. Instead of going to theaters, you can just watch it at home from the comfort of your couch. Yeah. And with the exception of Disney. Plus, you can watch it for free. You can't take that away at this point. Otherwise, you're going to lose everybody that signed up. Yep. 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 All right. You guys ready to talk about some headlines? Yes, Yes, please. Let's do it. My Lanta. We have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Say, oh my Lanta! Oh my We have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to kick something. Well, we're going to kick things off with something that we have talked about previously on this show. About like uh, two years ago, I was say, it feels yeah. like forever ago. Yeah, uh, the Event Horizon TV show. Um, Amazon Prime is is bringing the cult favorite Paul W S Anderson film Event Horizon to the small screen. Uh, news of this first broke back in August 2019. Oh my god! And now it's been confirmed that Paramount Television will be uh, taking the realm the the reins uh, of the show. Adam Wingard, who directed Godzilla vs Kong, as well as the extremely popular Your Next and the Guest, will also be producing. I'm actually kind of disappointed. I'd rather him direct a few episodes. That would be cool. Your your next was really really good. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about another one of his films later this month. Actually, yep. Um, which I'm which I'm also super stoked about. But what's unclear about this is if this is going to be a reboot of the source material, or uh, if this is going to be a continuation of what we've already seen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Really, like the one thing that I could be excited about with this, in terms of it being a reboot, is if we get all that nitty gritty, all that gory glory that we missed out on, mm-hmm. that hit the editing room floor. Yeah, right. Never so, to be seen again. So this movie, I think, insp- it has developed quite a cult following. I think it is popular among horror fans these days. Mm-hmm. But I think the legend of its uncut glory is a little more popular with horror fans than I'm the 90%, film itself. I'm 90% I... sure that Sam Neill has the cutting. You think so? Yeah. Didn't he come out and say a little while ago that he I think did he's not? Lying. You think he's, I think lying. he's lying? You think he's just making Why it up? would he be lying about it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 
He just goes to it's sleep just, with it every night. What the hell? What was the what was the name of that? Uh, that day trader that got jailed that had that oh. bought the Wu Tang album. Oh, Pharma Bro. Yeah, uh, Pharma Skrelly. Bro. Skrelly, yeah, Skrelly. Yeah. It's, he's he's just pulling a Skrelly dude and yeah. just like beating off the, yeah. <laughs> while watching the uncut version of the film. I'm like the only they'll one never, who has they'll this. never see it. <laughs> but see, the thing about Martin Skrelly is he was very quick to tell people that he had said Wu Tang album. Yeah, that's but that's because he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sam Neill is also a piece of shit apparently. I think I think no, Sam well, I mean, according to I, Sam's narrative. No, no, I, I think <laughs> Sam Neill's keeping this under wraps going back to last week because I think we're talking some like ant room deadliest movie ever made shit. He Ooh. knows what's on there, he's seen it, and he's like, if this Ooh. ever sees the light of day. <laughs> and he's probably tried to burn it like seven times and it just won't catch on fire. Oh. But it, yeah, this film will destroy society. We're talking about Event Horizon here, and as this yep. as like the resident space nerd, not even mm-hmm. horror related, nerd, but just like giant science and space nerd of the three of us. I like science. I like science. Um, <laughs> Accurate. Like <laughs> every time I read a news article about <laughs> like NASA or whoever trying to develop an Alcubi air drive, which is what was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me think of this movie. Oh, and yeah, I'm 100%. Dude. Because like, I know exactly how this ends. What if on the other side of a black hole is actually hell? It probably <laughs> is. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Uh, what does Space Henry, Force Henry have to say about it? <laughs> Dude, Space Force is... They don't care about what's on the other side. Space Force is just... To, they want to sell tickets to get you to the other side. No, they don't care what's no, on the other Space side. Space Force is just there to spy on all of us. It's like the new CIA. I saw, it's the CIA of space. I saw Space Force costumes at Target. Ooh. Not NASA. Ooh. Space Force. Ooh. Yeah, but was that from like Space Force the TV show? Were they did they wear orange jumpsuits? No. Then God, no. I hope so. Regardless, this uh <laughs> this story and the concept, I think it has a lot of potential to get mined. Uh Oh yeah. So I I hope I feel like it would be a shame to just redo the film. I agree. Uh, I hope they go in a new direction for I'm, it. I'm willing to bet that the first season will probably be just a redo of the film. Which, and that, yeah. that would also be very interesting to see though. I would, it, was, it would. There was another. I don't remember what but it was. But I'd like them to build up. Yeah, of course. And they can still build on that first season. Yeah, for sure. There's tons they could do even with a reimagining. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I recently watched a show that was based off of a movie, um, and it pretty much did the same thing. Where the, the first season. Oh, it was um, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. The TV um, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first mm-hmm. season of that is pretty, pretty much, much movie, yeah. it's pretty much the first movie. Right. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them go in that direction. Okay. To set it up and then take off from there. All right. And then Amazon Prime, I feel like when they do have TV shows, they, unlike sort of like a sci-fi or something like that, they tend to last a couple seasons. They do. They usually have a finite, like, they, right. they know how many seasons is going to be up Going front. into it, yeah. yeah. So it's whether it's two or three, maybe four, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say, considering Amazon's willingness to show absolutely abhorrent violence on screen, um, they actually got a lot of flack for for it recently with with them that that came out. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It was like to the point where critics were saying that it was it was literally just like just like too much violence for violence sake. Yeah, uh, it was. It was just like exploiting the real pain that like black mm. people went through. I read yeah. a lot of articles where people were not very pleased. Yeah, with they, that. like, but but to be fair, I got to the one episode that it's hard to watch. That it is. was like what critics were slamming. Mm-hmm. 
that was a rough yeah. episode. That was rough. <laughs> like, like, and I, like, I wholeheartedly acknowledge that I'm just, I am really overly sensitive to baby stuff right now. Uh, like, yeah. I am. I just, yeah. I don't know how else to yeah. say no, it. No, like, that's fair. Uh, but the, and and while it affected <laughs> except me, except for it may one. Not, it may, yeah, except for one. It's a comedy, goddammit. Um, <laughs> not even not even a black comedy anymore. Just it's just a comedy. Just, just a comedy. It's, it's, it's a sitcom. Air, air it with friends. Let's go. It seems like it would be a good fit because because Amazon really doesn't seem to give a flying fuck. Cool. Um, so so I hope they take some of that 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 gung ho attitude and apply mm-hmm. it to this, and we get a little taste of what what we might have missed with with. Paul W.S. Anderson's original vision. Um, next up, here, Fan- here. Fantastic Fest debuted a little film called The Black Phone. Um, got some pretty good reviews. I think it's a stupid name. It's but too I got some, dumb. It's, it's, it's got some pretty good it reviews. It's just not super long. It looks so good. It's true. It does look very good. Yeah. I will give it that. I think the, the mask in this is, is, is quite mm-hmm. striking. Um, for reasons that are totally unapparent to me, Sinister which was released back in 2012, is widely considered to be one of the scariest films in recent memory. It's so unnerving. I, I really... I'm, I'm with Palmer on this one. I, I don't I get it. I just re-watched it um, I had a couple nights ago upstairs, and it was dark. It's Is it's it on the, anything that I can stream it on? Because yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind re-watching it, it to see how I stand on it. Is it on Netflix or who? I watched it on... It's on some one of the streaming yeah. services. It's, it's, on, okay, it's cool. on all of them. It's it's the music. It's very unnerving. Uh, okay, Oof. I I I remember watching it because a lot of uh, when it it's came out. When it okay, okay, all right, all right, I'll check it out. When it came out, a lot of my friends. It it, it was one of those rare horror films that that reaches a really wide audience. Right. Um, and a bunch of people that that I spoke with were just like, hey, you should watch Sinister. Have you seen it yet? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, man, that movie looks stupid. And I, I ended up watching it, and I walked away being like, that movie was stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have so many friends that were just like, that movie, like, I'm not a huge horror fan, but that movie fucking fucked with me. And I'm just like, is it because you, you don't watch that much horror that it fucked with you? I actually found it more unnerving now than I did when I watched it. Young when I was younger. <laughs> All right. Well, the, maybe uh, give it a shot. I don't know. There's something yeah, about. Well, now that I know it's on who I yeah, will. There's I will. something about it that's just a little creepy. Like I'm not crying about it or anything. Right. Right. Little, right. You know. Well, we're. It's interesting because we're going to talk about this movie again here shortly. But like, for it to be praised as high as highly as it does doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally. But that that's just like my opinion, man. Um, <laughs> The 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 team behind Sinister is teaming up again for Black Phone. Uh, Scott Derrickson is going to be directing, and Ethan Hawke is starring uh, in a movie that that actually has a pretty fucking cool premise. I think like it's it, it well it just made its debut at Fantastic Fest, and people seem to have enjoyed it. The the reviews, while not as as it's not heaping glory on it like like the reviews for Sinister were from horror mm-hmm. fans. But they are there. They seem to be. There seems to be a consensus that this is one to watch. 
one to watch. Yeah, if, if you're in, if you're if you like Sinister, you're probably like Black Phone. It seems to be the consensus. Uh, the film takes place in 1978 and features a boy named Finney Shaw who's captured by a kidnapper played by Hawk uh, and trapped in his basement. The boy is cut off from everything, but has access to a mysterious Black Phone, which receives eerie, otherworldly phone calls from the killer slash kidnapper's previous victims. I think that's a pretty interesting premise. If I'm totally honest, like it. On, on one hand, it sounds kind of dumb, but on the other hand, I'm just like, you know what? Like if they did this right this could be interesting mm-hmm. um I, it sounds like a it's supernatural an version yeah it, it sounds like a supernatural version of his phone booth oh true yeah <laughs> that colin farrell movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, donald it's, sutherland is on the line <laughs> <laughs> is he still alive or did he die no I he's have, alive i have absolutely not you know it's funny because there's actually another movie that came out on shutter that starred uh tobin bell that was <laughs> Um, Did we talk about this last week? No, we didn't. We or didn't. just another Tobin, we talked Bell, about Tobin Bell. We yeah. talked about Tobin <laughs> Bell, but but uh, it was another film like a bunch of kids accidentally kill this this lady. Uh, well, drive her to suicide rather, oh. and and her husband is like, hey, uh, you know, here's here's as part of her will, you if you can make it through the night. Talking to somebody on a phone, uh-huh. then you'll you'll get her her, inherit, her, her yeah yeah all the money, money that she has. And You're not talking about the call, are you? Uh, is that what it's called? I don't know. It's on it's on Shutter. Hmm. Uh, Did they do it? No, no. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like yes, that is what I'm talking about. The call. Okay. Yeah, movie's dumb. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, it, I, so it's not something that's like totally, completely original, but no. it is something that I think could be a good premise in Even the right hands. Even that they're using a phone. Yeah. <laughs> but um, previous like victims of the kidnapper, that's like an interesting kind of take on it. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's original. Like I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's done that. Supernatural victims of a previous murderer? Yeah. No, I like that. Like The closest frame of reference I have was this movie from like the mid-2000s, I think, called Frequency. It wasn't a horror movie. Oh, yeah. But he was he, he had like an old like wideband ham radio, and he would use it to communicate with like himself in the future, mm-hmm. who was telling him about the things that happened in the yes. past. Yes, 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 That's the closest frame of reference I have for something like this, and I think, yep. it's, I think it's a pretty cool thing that should be mined a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so one of the coolest aspects of this film is that Hawk is, is uh, well, in all the marketing and all the posters and everything, he's wearing an extremely creepy Guy Fox-esque mm-hmm. mask, uh, which was designed by Tom Savini himself. Absolute legend. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Who, Guy Fox or Tom Savini? Both. both? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, admittedly, like I said, I don't care much for Sinister, but this this is jumping you to the will. top of my radar. You will. Uh, yeah, maybe after I the second watch. I shake my finger at you. After, maybe after my second watch. We'll see. I'll mm-hmm. report back next week Thank and let you, you guys Please know. Please let me know. Uh, you next, too. Yep. Next okay. up, uh, Severn Films is apparently just like hell-bent on giving me a permanent boner. <laughs> this is uh, all for you. The only reason I even thumbs up this in our chat was because I knew... <laughs> I, you needed to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, what was the little, instead of a thumbs up, was it just a shaking nope. eggplant? Oh, it sure was. It was. You know, um, egg, you know how eggplant emojis yeah, are supposed yeah. to be It was dicks. just, yeah, it was okay. a, it it's somebody jerking off an oh. eggplant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. have that one on my phone. Where do you get that no, that's from? A, 
court special. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a that's a custom one. Ooh, baby. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me one of those. Uh, so Severin Films is premiering a uh, uh, a whole bunch of of non exploitation flicks to, to premiere on, on, on Blu-ray for the very first time. What a great name. It really is. Non-sploitation. No, 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 no. What the box set is called. Oh, yeah. For uh, for those of us who have been listening to, to, to us for a long time, you know, it's just it's one of those um, uh, I have an affinity. And for new listeners, if you ever run up in Palmer and, uh, on the street, you ever encounter him, much like he was trying to say uh, just walk up to Alex and tell her all the things you know about her without ever having met her before. Just walk up to Palmer and start talking about nuns. If yeah. you're dressed he, as one, if you see him and you're near like a costume shop, oh, just stay away. Just, just, just pop in, <laughs> pop in, grab yourself a habit, <laughs> grab yourself a habit, and then find Palmer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Best friends for life. But also mm. stand like six feet away. Yeah. So anyways, Social distance. Gallagher rules. Yes. This, <laughs> <laughs> this has me very excited. The box set cleverly titled Nasty Habits, the Nun Exploitation oh, what Collection. What a great name. So that is very good. We often talk about the best name. It's a great yeah, it's a very good name. I can only imagine what the bonus content's called in this. Yeah, right. So uh, it's going to feature four of, of the following films. Chris, Christiana, Devil Nun, <laughs> okay. from 1972. Story of a Cloistered Nun, from mm-hmm. 1973. Images of a Convent, from 1979. And the true story of the Nun of Monza, from 1980. Um, there are some interesting names attached to them, with one of the standouts being anthrop- Anthropophagus director and Emmanuel director, uh, Joe D'Adamo, mm. who apparently his, his later catalog is primarily pornography. Oh, well, yes. Emmanuel got turned into like a bunch of soft core shit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I mean, to be fair, the, the original Emmanuel was also yes. just a bunch of soft yes. core shit. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's how I know Joe Dottimo. Oh, it's from Emmanuel. Oh, are you a big fan of the, the Emmanuel? I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm not going to say I'm a big fan, but he's not saying but, that he's not but, a big you know, fan. Seventeen-year-old me uh, <laughs> likes watching I, Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's your right shoe diary. I get it exactly. So promising to be both steamy and violent, the uh, four films had the following press release from Severin. Throughout the 70s, Italian filmmakers aimed a cannon of blasphemy at the church to launch what remains of the most controversial genre of all time, nunsploitation. This November 30th, just three days before the U.S. release of Paul Verhoeven's sinful sapphic epic Bendetta, or, yeah, Benedetta, Ben... Benedetta. 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 Yes, I can read. Severin (laughs) Films proudly presents a... Superfluidity, superfluidity, superfluidity. I've never seen that word. In I've my never life. seen that word in Sup- my entire life of depravity. With the fir- four of the finest examples of the unholy cinematic indulgence: Christiana, Devil Nun, Story of a Cloistered Nun, Images of a Convent, and the True Story of the Nun of Bonza. Each mastered from the original source elements, with all new special features produced exclusively for this collection. I may or may not have already pre-ordered. I'm going to put that at a 99.9%. Uh, you could just round it up to 100. Okay. <laughs> he watches this alone. So yeah. I, I wanted to, I you, wanted guys, to you guys it. want to have a party. It's no, fine. There, just, there, no. just might be, there might be some motion in the ocean if you I'm want fine. to say. Uh, Keep I, your eggplants I wanted, still, <laughs> sir. I wanted to mention it briefly, and I, I understand why they don't do it, but I wanted to mention it briefly during our opening segment. Um, but again, I understand why they don't do it, because this is a perfect reason for people to continue to buy DVDs. Mm. But I am still at this point very bummed out that in the age of streaming we live in that you don't get any bonus features aside yeah, from like some of them do. aside from like the occasional like behind the scenes with the actors. There's been a few purchases that I've made on Amazon where it's con- it's 
contained a whole bunch of different special features and it's actually like a separate thing that you can select in the movie. Okay. Mm, I um, have not. But it I don't tends to be it tends to be films that you purchase like immediately afterwards. Okay. Gotcha. I feel like when they get down to like the discount tier, they remove those features. But okay. if you tend to buy them like right away, like pre-order them or something like that, when for on, on digital, then they then they come oh. with a, so like, some of the special features. Some of them, not all of them, right. but some so of like them do. perfect example because we watched it all together. Mm. Tanny and the T Rex. Mm. Yeah, Tanny I, and the T Rex. I would have loved to be able to get the special features from the DVD. On the buying shutter. it digitally, yeah. But isn't that kind of like the bonus for buying the DVD? And, yeah, and that's my point. Like, I get why they don't but do because that, that's that's really the whole DVDs. reason for box sets and special DVDs to continue to exist. I watched Tammy and the T Rex on Blu-ray. It's Tanny. Yeah, say it right. God damn it. Uh, no, I'm going to say that it's it's the 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 box <laughs> title Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> I go by what I see on the screen, sir. Who, one, of the, I, yeah. one of the classic films of our generation. I feel like DVDs <laughs> take up a lot of room. They, they do. do. I have two whole shelves of them that I'm still trying to figure out what to do with. And, and I those aren't even like box set ones. No, they're just like, like random ones. That are, they're, they're regular bargain just, bin DVDs that right? I got from Walmart over the years. I'm just waiting for my son to get old enough to open up the DVD cabinet and see the whole just like... like <sighs> I don't even know how to begin to explain half the DVDs. That do you I have Lord of the Rings? No. I have I have three separate versions of Lord of the Rings. Oh, can I borrow that? Yeah. Okay. You want the extended cut? You want like the no, super the extended cut? You want the regular? What's the shortest I want the one? I want the theatrical cut. Just the first film? Yeah. Good luck. I think I might only have the extended cuts. Oh, <laughs> the extended cut, the, the opening scene. Where oh, sweet. Just what I wanted. Four no. hours. Walking. No. Yeah. Well, and also because the when when um, Gandalf gets to the Shire, they I don't I like the uh, theatrical cut of that scene much better mm. than the extended version. It's mm. too damn long. <laughs> Uh, next up, Slumber pa- Party Massacre. Uh, patty. This is the patty. The patty. The patty. <laughs> patty. I'm gonna crash. I'm gonna crash my plane here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, the remake has premiered also at Fantastic Fest, and it will debut us on Sci-Fi as part of their month of Halloween specials. Uh, one of our collective favorite slashers. We've discussed yes. it on the podcast. Oh. I think all of us really so enjoyed good. it. Um, it's definitely the Slumber Party Massacre. The film has rightfully earned its place amongst slasher elite with a biting yet hilarious commentary on male-dominated societal roles. Uh, with oh, a so I just want to. I just. I don't even have a use for it. I just want to drill that big. <laughs> I, have, I have zero use for it. I don't. I don't even know what I would use it for. But I want a two-foot-long drill bit. Hmm? For a second, I thought you were just going to say that you just really wanted to have a slumber party. <laughs> we can do that. We can slumber we can, party. Yeah, we can we slumber party. We should watch movies and slumber party. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm down. Anytime. Anytime. Uh... What was I saying? Memorable cast of female characters and some interesting kills, not to mention the most iconic drill ever put on film. <laughs> just, I, I, I don't have a use for it, but no. I want it. Just get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where. Do you just, where, you, where do you get a no, two-foot drill? What you do, what you you do is you, you get... No, nah, dude. You no, you have to like special them. order. Because that's, that's some industrial shit. No, they sell them at Lowe's. No. Uh, 100% they sell them at Lowe's. I'm looking that shit up now while you continue to talk. <laughs> uh, you just buy it, and then you figure out what to do with it after you purchased it. Fair enough. That's a smart man. Uh, remakes are always something we kind of look at critically. Um, oh, I feel like every kind of horror fan looks at a remake yes. of something that's considered a cult classic or a classic pretty critically. I feel like it has to prove itself to be considered good. And uh, a lot of us 
immediately pan the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the rare case, a remake can be good. And in this case, it might prove to be true because initial reviews from Fantastic Fest have praised this remake, adapting it as a familiar uh, feminist perspective into an updated package that still seems to have the heart and humor of the original. Um, It was also revealed that the premiere will uh, be on sci-fi. Great. So don't worry. Because sci-fi really doesn't seem to give a flying fuck about standards and etiquette at all these days. Considering uh, they had Happy on there, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. This will be 100% the R-rated uncut edition of the film. It looks so gory. Sci-fi's been trending in this direction for a while. And I think as much shit as I give sci-fi for canceling everything everything good or for just not releasing things that need to be released, like Tremors. Um, <laughs> when will you ever forgive? Never. Never. That's the first I'm step. like an elephant. I'm That's just an elephant of hate. Step, Sam. I'm an elephant of hate. Um, <laughs> I never forget. I never forgive. Um, but they, they've been trending in this direction for a while. And I, Happy was the perfect test bed for them to see mm-hmm. at what point can we stop considering ourselves just like a normal cable channel. Mm-hmm. And say that we might as well just be, like, HBO light. Um, and the further into happy they got, the less, the more you could get closer to taking the light off. Because I'm pretty sure at this point, sci-fi is what HBO was a decade ago. Okay. Um, okay. That being said, um, HBO, stop, stop HBO, canceling, guys. Yeah, HBO tended to keep their shows on for longer. Yeah, stop, stop canceling <laughs> Just shit. a season or two. I, I, I think the biggest, show pro- the biggest problem they have right now, though, is and and thankfully, I think their their partnership with Hulu, I think, mm. is going to fix a lot of this because a lot of the stuff that was on there and getting canceled was before their partnership with Hulu. Okay. So a lot of people didn't watch Sci-Fi. No. Um, no. And then when Futurama got pulled off of Sci-Fi, there was no reason to watch it. But now that they're partnered with Hulu, I think that's going to fix a lot of this. Hmm. So, sci-fi, I, I love you. I will always love you. Um, but please, please stop fucking up. Yep. Uh, so check it out. We'll see if the, uh, the the killer gets his bit chopped off at the end of the film uh, when it premieres Saturday, October 16th at 9 p.m. Dude, I'll, on, bet, I'll, bet a, I'll bet a dollar right now that sci-fi is going to show a dick flopping around on screen after oh, it's been cut sure. off. For God, sure. one can only hope. One can only hope. Mm-hmm. Please, sci-fi, continue to pioneer the questionable content that we see in our televisions. Uh, next up, Science of Scares. This is one Alex actually uh, added to the list. And, and we I love all, data. We, we all looked at this and said, hey, this sounds like fun. Uh, Science of Scares lists the 30 most scientifically scary films of all time. Um, and I think we talked about this. We did. We They've did done two, it before. Two years ago? Yeah. yeah. They do um, it. They've, I think they've done it for like so the last this is five really, years. Yeah, this is really more of like an update of of the list uh, more than anything else. Um, they stated our scientific study tracked heart rates throughout some of the world's most iconic horror films to study the science of scary and find the undisputed scariest film of all time. We invited 250 quote unquote victims to watch 40 of the world's scariest horror movies, including new entries to the genre from the past 18 months, selected from Reddit recommendations. Uh, and I love critics, that they're crowdsourcing Reddit. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, where else do you go? It's free polling. This whole yeah. thing is so questionable. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, my, big, my biggest question is, who are these 250 people? People. They're, they're victims. people. Because, yeah, like, victims. movies. If the three of us showed up to watch these movies, I'm pretty sure our heart rates aren't going to move. Not at all. They said that there were... Um, I feel like in the article they were saying that there's people of varying degrees of how much they watch okay. horror movies. 
Okay. So they say. So they say. I mean, I believe it. So it was a combination of Reddit and critics' best lists. Um, our short list of movies was based on the top 30 films that charted in our 2020 Science of Scare project, along with new entries and other movies that may have slipped through our net. Once we had a short list, we, fit, we fitted participants with a heart rate monitor and invited them into our specially designed screaming rooms to watch the movies over the course of several weeks under medical and researcher supervision. We measured the average impact of our shortlisted movies and what they had on heart rate measured in BPM of our subjects compared to the average resting BPM of 64. Um, I continue to be skeptical of this approach because I don't think that heart rate should be the only measurement of what dictates a scary movie and how do you know that somebody just doesn't have high blood pressure? (laughs) Um, Well, that's why they're saying the, the resting heart rate of 64. Well, it's an average resting heart rate right. of 64. So, like, But that's you're, accounting you're, for you're people putting... that are like marathon runners who have like an average resting heart rate of 7. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could have had a marathon runner in there, but it's probably like one out of the entire sample yeah, but size. Then, then, then you've got, you know, Honey Boo Boo's mommy has a resting heart rate of like 112. Uh, it balances out. It balances yeah. out. Yeah, so we'll include a link to this article in the in the podcast description. But and 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 keep in mind, this is a top list of thirty. But I'm just going to read the top ten for you. Uh, number one is host. Number two is sinister. Number three is insidious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number four is the conjuring, which also just earns another okay. Yep. Um, number I will five say both is her- hereditary. And the conjuring did have some. Whether they were scary movies or not, had some pretty good jump scares. Yeah. So is that? But so it's 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 listing the average heart rate. Yeah. The average heart rate of the person watching it. Right. The lowest point of their heart rate, and then the highest point of their heart rate. Right. Is yes. It, I have to imagine that the people that they invited have not seen these movies. How have you not seen these movies? I have seen every movie on this list except for the new Candyman. I think I'm in the same boat, actually. So they can't be horror fans. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, it, does, it doesn't it say whether or not you. they've seen them before. But that skews it. Because if you know the jump, because the whole, they're, they're testing jump scares and stuff like that. Like, if you know, if you've seen these movies and you know what the big points are, like, you're not going to have a reaction to them unless you are easily scared by everything. Mm. So, sorry, go on, though. What were the number four was The Conjuring? Uh, let's see here. Number five is Hereditary. Number six is Terrified. Number seven is It Follows. Number eight is A Quiet Place 2. Number nine is Paranormal Activity. And number ten is The Conjuring 2. What's, so this, what's the most surprising movie in that top ten to you? A Quiet Place 2? I'm with you on that. Or It Terri- Follows? Terrified to me. It Follows is not scary. Yeah, It Follows I didn't <laughs> think was particularly scary. A Quiet Place 2 uh, I didn't think needed to exist because they gave away that movie by showing the end of the first movie. Um. They did say, though, the, the <laughs> movie that had the biggest jump scare was Insidious, followed by, Sin- followed by Sinister. Yeah. Well, tied with The Conjuring. And The Conjuring, sorry. Um, yeah. I am surprised to see Host at number one. Um, yeah. I thought, and I, I think it was one of the last episodes that we did last year, um, or it might have been one of the ones that did not end up getting released. Um, but Host was one of my favorite movies of last year. It was. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised to see it at number one. Mm. I'm not surprised to see it in the top ten. Um, but I'm glad to see it getting uh, some visibility here. Yeah, I, I really... watched that movie now before it doesn't make sense because the context won't matter anymore. 
Five years from now, that movie's not going to make sense. Well, and it's interesting, too, that the top ten movies are all, what, less than ten years old? Yeah, they're all fairly recent. It, it is, but I, I, I really, I, I have to say, like, I, I'm I just, very surprised to see Terrified in the top ten because it's it's a South American film mm-hmm. with subtitles that I'm pretty sure was just predominantly on Shudder. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was, so, it was really good. Terrified yeah, was really no, good. It's, it's a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. but to, for that to be part of this list alongside films like The Conjuring. I, I, I and, know this movie is yeah. fucking ancient, and I know it's still in the top 25, but I'm still surprised to see Exorcist outside of the top 10. Dude, that movie will never go. That they movie is that one this, of them. But the, I'm surprised that it's not in the top 10. Well, they're saying this is one of, the, I think, whether it be this year or within the last couple of years, was when the exorcist made the drop down out from Oh uh, okay. I don't think 10. I don't think religious horror has quite the impact that it used to. Mm-hmm. There's less people that are religious that kind of consider that whole thing to be like demo- like Yeah, invoking. like possession is such a cliche at this point I think yeah. that that like because of because of the exorcist mm-hmm. it's dug its own hole like being being the film that that started it all and kind of put that genre on the map, of course it's going to suffer, right? Like, And Alex, I know you like the franchise, and you've tried to get me in on it. Which one? But it's really frustrating to me that I see three Conjuring fucking movies in the top 25. Yeah. I only really liked the, yeah. f- I liked the first Conjuring movie. I thought, oh, that, I thought the first two that were was, good. The first two were very good. Three of them were in yeah. the top 20. Even, like, the first Insidious movie I thought was good, but, like... Yeah, I don't. The, X, the Conjuring Three was. Bleh. Yeah, the movie was balls. Bullshit. Balls. Absolute. Balls. I watch them anyways because I think they're fun right, horror. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. But I don't. What, I wouldn't put the. I mean, we we watch all the offshoots of that franchise because they're fun and dumb. I yep. mean, shit. Paranormal Activity is number nine. Yeah, that's like, insane. <laughs> right. Come on. But like the, 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 Although the, I will say, when I saw was, when I saw <laughs> Paranormal Activity for the first time in theaters, I saw it with a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, who who you guys know and love, Arash. And he at one point towards the end of that film, when the goat footprints show up on the mm-hmm. floor, he literally fucking grabbed my shoulder and Aww. squeezed. <laughs> now granted Arash doesn't watch a whole lot of horror right. movies, right. but I'll I will literally never forget that moment I because s- another grown ass man grabbed my shoulder. I still remember Sean walking out of the theater to try to avoid throwing up when we saw the evil dead. Oh yeah, yeah. He's but he he wears that story like a badge of honor. He tells right. that story to everybody. But like to see some of the movies on this list, especially like Candyman, I think is the newest one. Candyman twenty twenty one just barely made the top twenty five. Um, so there is some brand new stuff on this list. Um, some of this I don't know if it belongs. I don't. But apparently, people's heart rates tell yeah. no lies. So yep. Once again, I continue to be skeptical of the study, but we'll post the link so you guys can dig into it and see what some of the nominees were for biggest jump scares by heart rate and stuff like that. Sam? Yep. We got a, uh, another week of now slaying stuff. Man, you were right. I thought that just by going by major releases, it was going to keep these lists kind of short, but we're in October, motherfuckers. It uh, is. So buckle I, up. I feel like these episodes, like for October, I'm sorry, guys, they're just not going to be an hour and a half. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. Let's jump in. So we got this ordered by dates this time. So uh, starting with the first two that came out on October 6th, uh, we talked about both of these uh, a little bit 
uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so the first one, dumbest title to start at all. There's someone inside your house. Uh, this is the looks movie. good though. Looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so go back and listen to that. Uh, it's the one about the killer who wears the mask of the face of the person he's going to kill. Exposing um, so many secrets. So yes. many secrets. So many secrets. Um, so that one looks really good, but that's going to be on Netflix on the 6th. Uh, the other movie we talked about recently, uh, the new VHS, VHS 94. That's that also on the 6th? Also on the 6th. Dude, I'm really looking um, forward to this. So the, this is going to be a big uh, big week in the, the upcoming weeks. Just as we get closer to Halloween, everything's coming out, um, and it's all major releases. Uh, but VHS 94 is going to hit Shutter. Um, obviously, if you watched uh, either of the VHS movies before, you know what to expect with this. Um, Radio Silence is back again. Um, but after the discovery of a mysterious VHS tape, a police SWAT team launch a high-intensity raid on a remote warehouse only to discover a sinister cult compound whose collection of pre-recorded material uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. Only to discover a 14-year-old behind a computer. Probably. <laughs> Time fucking, to get swatted. That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers are scary. Yeah, just are. getting swatted. That's a real thing you got to worry about. Yeah. Um, the next two, so we talked about the first two of these last week as well. Uh, these are the next two movies from the Welcome to Bloom House uh, program. That ties uh, Bloomhouse Studios to Amazon. Uh, again, like I mentioned last week, the goal is to produce and distribute eight unsettling genre movies. The first four were released on Amazon last October. Uh, go back and listen to some of the older episodes where I talk about those. Uh, if you're interested, the other four released this month. The first two came out last week, and the final two of the eight for this uh, agreement. And I think there's rumors of a second contract coming. Um, Another eight? Yeah. Um, but the final two of the eight are releasing on October 8th on Amazon Prime. So they are Madres and The Manor. Madres is Beto and Diana, a young Mexican-American couple expecting their first child, moved to a small 1970s California town where Beto has been offered a job managing a farm. Uh, he's isolated from the community and plagued by confusing nightmares. And while Diana explores the rundown company ranch where they reside, she finds a grisly talisman and a box containing the belongings of the previous residents. Mm. Never these, open a box that you find. Did Leave any, it alone. Did anybody watch Hellraiser? Um, <laughs> right. Her discoveries will lead her to a truth much stranger and more terrifying than she could possibly imagine. Uh, meanwhile, The Manor. Uh, this one hits a little close to home for me. Uh, so when a wild stroke diminishes her ability to care for herself, Judith Albright moves to Golden Sun Manor, uh, an assisted living facility with a sterling reputation. But despite the best efforts of the staff and a budding friendship with fellow senior Roland, Strange occurrences and nightmarish visions convince Judith that a sinister presence is haunting the massive estate. Um, her devoted grandson, Josh, thinks that her fears are the result of dementia, not demons, and with no one willing to believe her, she must either escape or confess, uh, or escape the confines of the manor or fall victim and confess to the evil that dwells within it. Uh, the next three movies are limited releases. Uh, these are only in theaters, and they're kind of scattered around the country. Uh, they're all foreign films that are getting released in the States. Uh, and they all do have scheduled VOD releases in the coming months. Uh, but if you can track them down in theaters and if you feel like going to a theater, uh, by all means. Uh, we've always had good luck seeing some of this stuff in the theaters around town. Uh, the first one, uh, Knocking. In this Swedish film, Molly, who after suffering a traumatic incident, moves to a new apartment to begin her path to recovery. It's not long after her arrival that a series of persistent knocks and screams begin to wake her up at night. And her new life begins to unravel as the screams intensify and no one else believes or is willing to help her. Hmm. Lamb is uh, an A24-backed Icelandic horror Hell yeah. where a childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland, and the Sweet. unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. Mm. This, this movie looks real weird. It does. This movie looks super weird. It also makes me think of... Uh, it came out last year. It's, 
it's like greenhouse or something. Um, the couple that lived in the town, they, they, they wound up buying that house where all the houses in the neighborhood are identical and they can't escape the area. And the little demon child shows up in a box. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, it was super weird. Um, I'm sure the name will come to me as soon as I'm done talking about this. Uh, but the last one, and the one that I'm honestly, strangely, the most excited about is Detention. Uh, so this is set in 1962 Taiwan during the time of the White Terror, where martial law is in full force across the country. In a time of extreme repression, all ideas considered to be dissident are banned, and the culprits are tortured or executed. Kind of like um, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Suihua secondary school is not an exception from this oppression and despite close surveillance by the military police professor chang runs an underground literary club where he and his students learn about banned books and dream of freedom one of his mentors is madly in love with him and as a usually shy teenage girl uh, that comes from an abusive home she manages to open up like a book in his presence but then professor chang disappears and one night she wakes up at her desk with the school around her changed and distorted. And as she wanders through the corridors and dilapidated rooms in search of her teacher, she meets Wei. And together, they must confront the ghosts and monsters that have taken over their alma mater in order to find out what happened. This is getting a lot of comparison to Silent Hill. Okay. Um, yep. And looks really good. Well, all right. All right. Lots to watch. There is a lot to watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked about Lamb. Yeah, that, that does looks, look very good. I mean, anything back by A24. Like, For sure. I'm going to watch it. I feel like maybe we should have a running list of the now slang on our Discord channel. Maybe people can take a look. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I forget, even after we talk about it, what's coming out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't even announced that yet. We haven't. Oh, sorry. Surprise. Way to jump the gun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. We'll announce it. Never mind. We'll, we'll announce it later. Okay. <laughs> you guys ready to talk about uh, the movie for this week? Yes. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. A hollow that's sleepy. For for those that may not know, what is a hollow? I used to. Uh, it's like a like a a valley that people live in, but like okay. something nestled in the forest that's like supposed to be quiet and humble. Okay. Um, but and is to, it hollow or hollow? Hollow. hollow. I used to live on Sleepy Hollow Road. Oh. Did you do? I did. It was it was um, a time of my life, and I enjoyed it. Hmm. Anyways, let's talk about Tim Burton's 1999 classic, Sleepy Hollow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. Sleepy. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that what you're you're getting for that? Because that's not what I was going for. Oh, <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, this one's interesting. 1999 Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton. He's a director. People might have seen some of his movies. Uh, obviously, this is based on the short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. Except in this one, he's a doctor, not a teacher. He is. A doctor, not a teacher. Sorry, he's a constable. Not he's a, a constable. It's like a old-fashioned oh, yeah, like police a detective. detective. Yeah. He's a detective, That's but he's right. like the world's. He's the world's worst detective. Oh, like his deductive reasoning is is terrible. Uh, like this guy, you know, one thing that I really appreciate about this about this movie, <laughs> upon rewatching it, is just how much they kind of continue the whole like Ichabod Crane is a doofus trope, mm -hmm. like. Yeah. He's a constable. He's supposed to be this man of science, but everything he does is fucked. 
<laughs> Wait, wasn't he the one that wanted to do the like in the beginning of the movie, like before he gets sent to Sleepy Hollow? It was kind of interesting though, where he was like, "Let we need to." Di- no, what is it called? Not dissect. Well, we need to reason, right? No, like, no, no. When you cut someone open, do an autopsy. An autopsy, yeah. and he was like, "We need to do an autopsy," and they're all like, oh, "No, we would never." Like that's against God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's kind of he th- smart. He thinks he's Sherlock Holmes, but he's more like Jacques Clouseau. Yeah, I I feel like I read Johnny Depp tried to model his behavior actually after Sherlock Holmes's what's his partner's name? Watson. Watson. That's who he was, one of his influences. But he's kind of like, <laughs> okay. a, he's just right. like a bumbling doofus. Like what? Yeah, he is no, definitely like, that. like Jacques Clouseau from the Pink Panther. Oh. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with mm. the Pink Panther. I could see it. But, but he's just, I don't know, he's so awful and everything. He's, he's just this doofus. Even in, even in the Disney version, he's a, he's a doofus. Even in the original story, he's a doofus. And we really appreciate the fact that even though they tried to like update him, that they gave him this almost like... Uh, uh, I don't know, like steampunk feel about him, right? Like especially when he puts on the goggles and he's, he's fishing quirky. through. His, yeah, he's fishing through his like his. It's very goth, right? Manic like, Pixie Dream Boy, nineteen seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's very something. Tim Burton-y. It's what I imagine to see when I'm like listening to The Cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much like exactly what I envision in my head when I listen to that band for some reason. So. We've got Johnny Depp in this really quirky role. We've got Christina Ricci uh, as as another story staple. Uh, we've got Miranda Richardson, and we've got... I mean, the cast is stellar in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's that one guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's... We've got so we've got fucking Johnny Rico. Yeah, Johnny Rico in this movie. Christopher Lee, R.I.P. Yeah, dude, Christopher. He's in it. He's the he uh, man. So as soon as he got on screen, he's my, the Burgermeister. Who Johnny Rico? I don't know who no, that is. You don't know Johnny Rico? No. Fucking Starship Troopers. Oh right. Yeah, Casper okay. Van Dien. Yeah. yeah. And who are you? Saying? Mr. Chisel. Christopher, Christopher Lee. Oh yeah. The legendary. Uh, heavy metal till his death, Christopher Lee mm-hmm. as the Burgermeister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, admittedly, I had not seen uh, his his Hammer film Dracula yeah. series up until recently. They're pretty. They're pretty fucking good. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Like I, for some reason, when I when I was younger, I dismissed films that were <laughs> slower and. I mean, uh, didn't uh, we all did? Yeah. No, not me. But I'm, but I, lo- you, you but I'm loving you like it. Slow now. burns as a kid. <laughs> Black and white, slow. <laughs> Gimme. <me. laughs> no, but kidding. I've, I've been digging into his, into well, I mean, a lot of his past catalog. I've been watching a lot of his shit. There's between HBO Max and what they have on Shutter, they've got pretty much his entire like four hundred movies or some shit. Oh my god! Well, all right, not his entire, but they've got quite an yeah. extensive catalog of of Christopher Lee films that you can dive into and. There's only one that I can think of off the top of my head that was mediocre. <laughs> this doesn't sound very good for someone who hosts more podcasts, but I have not seen it. Much of his work, honestly. But I definitely recognize him. He has a face. He does He does indeed have <laughs> but like a face. A face You're right about that. Like a very recognizable face. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyways, digging into his stuff, it's been, it's been interesting kind of seeing him and th- things that I haven't seen before. But it immediately draws this parallel to his his like Hammer film 
era, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of homage, I think, that I didn't realize in this movie, especially in the shots of, like, the wide shots of the cities Mm -hmm. and, like, the big set pieces that take place, especially in the environment. Like, everything's very, like, intentionally done as, like, a stage and, Mm -hmm. um, like, has a lot of stage presence about it. So there's something, like, traditional that comes along with the, the, even though it's, like, a movie you know, theatrics, it's still like traditionally inspired, I guess, in terms of like cinematography and the way things are acted out and all this other stuff. So it's just, I don't know. When I first watched Sleepy Hollow, it was, God, it must've been like 2001, 2002, because I definitely didn't watch it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, But I think it was like 2002 when I saw it for the first time. And I remember walking away from this movie thinking it was so, so goddamn boring. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had that reaction. I did. I really didn't enjoy it all that much. But going so when when I suggested it, it was more of just like the atmosphere, right? Absolutely, because it doesn't technically take place. You're right. On right. Halloween, I mean, he has a jack o' lantern. For right. It. But like, you <laughs> think, but you think the that. setting yeah. for, for what we're doing this month? Yeah, oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, it has that eerie it's, vibe. Yeah, it's got the the ambiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so rewatching it, I was very surprised. I was like, okay, this is actually. Not bad. Like, Mm -hmm. I actually watched it twice. So I watched it on Tuesday, and then I watched it again last night. And it was just surprisingly good. (laughs) Like, I don't know why I dismissed it so much before. Yeah. To be be completely honest. What do you think? There are are some really nitpicky issues that I have with it. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of, like, plot holes, kind of. Yeah, serious How did they get from here to here? No, dude. So, so, so... (laughs) So, they're talking about Carter, like the the axe cauterizes the wound as right. soon as it hits any victim, right? Yeah. But there's copious amounts of blood spray That's what it, yeah. that happen all <laughs> over the place throughout this film. Like literally, the the first like forty five seconds of the film is like somebody getting gruesomely decapitated and their blood spraying all over mm-hmm. a jack o' lantern on a scarecrow. Yeah. And and in my it's. <laughs> So Johnny Depp does the obvious thing, right? When he pulls out that like steampunk fucking bag and it lo- raises up and he, he pulls out some powder that he dumps over the top of the decapitated corpse. And he's like, oh, this this is reacting. It means it's been, it's been it, it struck off with a singular blow. And I'm just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> is, is, it, is that not, is that Pretty not obvious? obvious? <laughs> is that what, what took place right here? Well, and when they, when they pulled the widow out of the, ground to see. Remember when they're like, oh, it's not, four bodies, five kills. Yeah. And they pull the dead-ass lady out of the... And then when he cuts oh, into he her, cuts she her starts and there's just blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. Blood, yeah. You're like, bro, she didn't have any blood on her. She's been dead for like two weeks. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think they did that in both instances just because I, this movie was marketed as being a lot more bloody mm-hmm. than people... Than it was. And that's the thing that I don't remember. I don't either, but... Like, so they're probably trying to introduce blood where they can, you know? Like. But it just... This was marketed as more bloody? Mm-hmm. I read it. I don't remember yeah, that it, at all. It yeah. was. It, it was marketed as and a horror And people were movie. disappointed because it wasn't, um, like, as gruesome or gory as, as they thought where it's going to be. I mean, I thought it was pretty gnarly for a Tim Burton but movie. Yeah, yes. I think for, definitely for a Tim Burton movie, but mostly just, like, from what I remember... Because I don't think I've seen this movie since the mid two thousands. Okay. And like, I remember it being a lot more boring than it actually is. I don't remember most of the violence in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't 
either, if I'm totally honest. I didn't remember this movie being this bloody, but I know I was I was kind of surprised. Not necessarily in a bad way. No, I was just kind of surprised. I was just like, oh, this is this is mm-hmm. a little more graphic than that I remember it being. Um, and it, like I said, it's probably just the years. I like I have this movie so closely associated with something that I was seeing like the PG thirteen rating yeah. in my head, and then turning around and watching what it was, I was like, oh, actually, yeah, this was a, this was an R rated Burton film mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the reason is we don't see any of the kills. None of the kills stand out because you never actually see them happen. Everything happens off screen. Or at a distance. Nah, dude, you see people get decapitated, like... You see oh. the heads roll away. No, you see people no, get decapitated. you see people get... Because there's, like... That's the right. One, when she kills her sister, you see her chop her head yeah. off. Yeah. Well, and that, and then uh, the... the What is it? The third guy to die? The the, the jolly fellow. All right, so... Mo- but most of the kills happen off screen. Yeah. Granted, it's, like... The sword or you axe see, like, is the swinging, and then there's you a hear quick the noise cut. And it's, yeah. Actually, no, Casper Dick Van Diem, you see him get knocked, knocked in half, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So there's like four. That, that's like screen. the biggest kill in the movie, as far yeah. as just like gruesomeness. Which one is that? Which one? Casper Van Diem, when he gets cut in half on the oh, yeah. during the fight. Yeah, um, yeah, on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. That was gnarly. See, I've probably seen this movie like... Look, times? Starship Troopers. Really? Yeah, I, I think, it, and it, that's the thing. Like, I think I have too. I just yeah, don't think the it, last time I watched it was since like 2007. Like, I remember when they put it on Netflix. I watched. Like, I watched it when it not right when it came out, but probably like you 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. I might have seen this movie in theaters. Oh, really? Did you? I think so. Because hmm. I was such a big Johnny Depp fan. Okay. Um, and Tim Burton because of like yeah. my two fav- my two favorite movies at Me this point too. were like <laughs> Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. Yes. I'm not at all surprised. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. I've seen this movie so many times. That's amazing. So, like, if I, I mean, if I didn't see this in theaters, like, this would have been around the time my sister was working at Blockbuster. Okay. So, if I didn't see it in theaters, I made her bring Bring the the tape home. The tape home. I think that's nice, actually. Like, I'd like, okay. It was in the movie theater. But yeah, you can't be like a little goth kid and not watch Sleepy Hollow. Blockbuster for the younger listeners was Redbox before Redbox was a thing. I don't think we have that many young listeners, to be honest with you. (laughs) No young person wants to sit around and listen to us talk. Yeah, dude. Wait until we get our TikTok, guys. (laughs) No, actually, I was going to talk to you guys about that. <laughs> I fucking love short TikTok. form TikTok horror stuff. Why not? It'd be you, funny. It's you want to you want to take over the TikTok? Well, yeah, sure. All I right. haven't decided. We actually have to be funny. You can't just get a TikTok. <laughs> If you want that, that is not fucking true <laughs> at all. I just zoom well, no, in on the corner you of just a room and post it on TikTok. Is you this just, how you shit talk? It's while ranting in the background. <laughs> you just send me the funny ones, and I guarantee there's plenty of dumbass ones on there. Yeah. Uh, is, that a, is that a YouTube? I don't know, man. We do this with a Vine. <laughs> Dude, I, Vine yeah. had some of the best stuff, though, real talk. TikTok is very similar to Vine. It's just a longer. It's, it's, it's you just, can, I can't. You can do I Vine can't do at it. six seconds. Have seconds. you tried it though? You can do TikTok for six seconds like a Vine, or you can do it however long you want. There's some really. Uh, there fun, might be a time There's some really funny shit. Ben shows me like I swear to God. You multiple, send me some fucking hilarious stuff. Multiple times stuff. a day, Ben will show me something on like Reddit or Imgur, and like I'm like, dude, I, he's like, so funny. I've seen it on TikTok like two weeks before that. <laughs> You're the fucking TikTok <laughs> TikTok hipster. All right. All right. I, stand, I stand by it. It's fucking hilarious. Apparently, their algorithms can get real weird. Oh, so specific. You can it, find some weird shit. You don't shit see a problem with that? No, I do, but I listen to it anyway. But like, <laughs> there's, there's some weird shit on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And there's TikTok's funny. It's literally whatever you want. You only hear about the funny stuff because that's what everybody 
shares. I always like, thought it was just like teenagers dancing. It's not. It's so specific. You could be into anything, and like, there's a TikTok for it. Oh man, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I spent so many hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I just don't want that shit on my phone. I, yeah, really I don't not, want that shit on my phone either. Like, and I don't want. I don't. I don't want to go. Well, that's the other part of the problem. Is it's just like I. If I. Yeah. I'm. I have all. I have a big big addiction to reddit <laughs> every, literally it's the last thing i do every night is, yeah. is go through my main subs on reddit every Absolutely. night and it takes me like 45 minutes yeah. right now oh, yeah. but you gotta do it i have to do it every night because if i wait if i miss one night that just makes the next night longer <laughs> well, it's the, an hour and well it's a snowball effect but too. It, it's happened like i've gone to bed at like 9 30 knowing that i've got an hour and a half's worth of reddit to scroll through and I still end up being awake at 1 a.m. Are you doing it because you want to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's why I only do, like, the primary subreddits. Yeah, you that can't go deep. I, I don't go through all of them. That's my daytime stuff. But, like, the, the primary, yeah. like, four or five, I go through those subs every night. And a quick scan of the front page, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, I think I'm starting, I'm starting to get to the point where I don't want to. You don't want to anymore? Yeah, you don't but want I can't to... I can't stop. <laughs> I've I've hit the point where I know I should stop. I have not hit the point where I know I need to stop. <laughs> I love how this sleepy hollow episode has become <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. an episode we just got, about our I, I, we got deep with this. This is what happens when we don't have the main event. <laughs> yeah, we're very out. sorry. <laughs> That's right. We've, we've done three episodes in one format and we're just trying something new. And this yeah. this this one's just a little bit of an introduction, a little taste of the weirdness. Of October. Yeah. It is. The rest of them will be planned. They are planned out. They are currently planned out. We there the, was work this week. There was sick kids. We have the whole lineup done. I saw The Exorcist in my house tonight. Yeah, t- twice. <laughs> no, like tonight, legitimately, the only difference between The Exorcist and what's happened in my house was The Exorcist was green. This was just, what, a lot of brown? It was oh all God. white. Uh, of all right, moving on. That's right. Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex doesn't like the no, conversation. I just don't think vomit. we need to talk about our baby's poop on our podcast. <laughs> I was talking about vomit. <laughs> oh, whatever. Was there a lot of poop in The Exorcist? No, they vomit. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, there's pea soup. Yeah, poop. pea soup. That's what I was thinking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway. You said brown. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I went poop with it. Of this movie, if you've seen Hot Fuzz, you've seen the modern retelling of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod Crane gets sent from the major city to some weird small little hamlet to investigate a bunch of weird shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, he shows up. There's a bunch of old, fuddy duddy, rich white people that are like, "We don't need you. We've got this under control. There's nothing wrong here." Uh, he finds out that's not the case. Christopher Walken makes an appearance in this one, uh, yes. unlike Hot Fuzz, disappointingly now. Um, but strangely, and this is the weirdest part. <gasps> this is the weirdest part. He doesn't say a single word. Who doesn't? Christopher Walken is screaming. But but Christopher Walken screaming doesn't sound like Christopher Walken talking. So you have no, no idea. That's yeah. true. He didn't want to take away from it with his very yeah. specific. Voice. It's very weird knowing Chris. He's got one of the most unique uh, like speaking cadences in Hollywood. It's very weird to see him in a movie where he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just it's. He also just has such a bit role in this, and you're used oh, to yeah. seeing him be more of a... A star. A, yeah. yeah. Although I will say, they did, like, in this movie, I thought it was interesting how they, like, they were all like, oh yeah, the Headless Horseman is, of course, real, right? And they sort of, like, believed it. You were saying in, in Hot Fuzz, they were like, nothing's wrong. Here, That's they're true. like, no, it's they said, very wrong. <laughs> it, it's very real, but 
we don't need you to investigate it. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. It, it was funny when he finally figured out that the Headless Horseman was real. And Baltus Von Tassel was like, yeah, dude, we fucking told you. Yeah. <laughs> We're not making this we, shit like, up. We all told you. There might not yeah, be a steampunk. It might not be a steampunk horse, but it's fucking real. You yeah. guys don't know. You weren't there. They're you like, weren't there. He's he's real. I saw him. Like, yeah, I thought that would make that more convincing if you saw just like pee dribble down his pants. People <laughs> pass out in this movie all the time. I mean, it's a Tim Burton film, yeah. <laughs> I've never noticed. That's like a trait for him is just people fainting. Is it? I never... Yeah. Oh. There's like several faintings in Batman. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like a pretty... Doesn't What's-Her-Face? Uh, in... There's fainting in Edward Scissorhands, I think. Well, I was going to say, isn't it even the Nightmare Before, Nightmare Christmas? Before Christmas? Yep. Yeah. Mars Attacks? Yes. Mars Attacks? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, my God. They just put it on Netflix a little while ago, I and I've already it. watched it like five times. That would be so good. That's a, yeah, that's another movie I don't think I've seen since so good since it so was released. So this this movie is Tim Burton's third with Johnny Depp. Okay. So previous to this, uh, he did Ed Wood and Edward Scissorhands. Uh, he'd go on to do five more movies with him. Uh, and an upcoming TV show, uh, which is a continuation of The Addams Family, Wednesday. Rumor has it, it's not confirmed, Johnny Depp is playing Gomez. Of course, it's not about the whole Addams Family. It's primarily about uh, Wednesday. Um, but then there was the whole thing back with the Amber Heard stuff uh, when all that broke um, after uh, Johnny Depp got dropped from two movies mm-hmm. uh, that he was contracted with. There's a bunch of rumors that Netflix is forcing him off of the upcoming Adams Family continuation. Um, Who's supposed to play Wednesday again? I know we talked about this in the podcast. Does anybody remember? I do not remember. Christina Ricci or Riot. That's that what, was, I, that's that's what, what we I remember. Said. We were like that this should happen, or at least she should be in it as like an older. Like we we're like maybe right. We're too shy. I can't remember exactly what we said, but who? It wasn't Kiernan Shipka, was it? No. I remember thinking that it wasn't someone who I thought was a good choice, but I can be overly pessimistic. So as of August twenty seventh, uh, Jenna Ortega. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sincerely. Um, Break a leg. <laughs> so, so Johnny Depp did get, uh, at least according to the Hollywood Reporter, Johnny did did lose his spot as Gomez to Luis Guzman. Um, to Luis, well, all right. To be fair, Luis Guzman is actually yeah. Latin, so that makes but, sense. But but also to be fair, Johnny Depp would have been a pretty damn good Gomez. Yeah. He could have pulled it off. I think so. But I think I think it's more fair for it to go to some somebody actually Hispanic. That makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but this, I mean, this movie has all of the hallmark traits of a Tim Burton film. Mm-hmm. It's dark, yeah. uh, lots of black and white or very muted colors, mm-hmm. uh, as the later movies after this um, got very bright. This is a lot more like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands kind of thing. There's fog and creepy trees. Lots of fog, lots of creepy like, trees. Like knobby trees. Knobby you know? <laughs> trees. <laughs> yeah, that was always like knobby trees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And depending on who you ask, at least in my opinion, mm. uh, the last great movie the two of them did together. Alex yelled at me uh, before we started the cast because uh, I specifically had my cutoff point. Before uh, Frank and Weenie? No, before um, Big Fish. But they didn't. Johnny Depp wasn't in Big Fish. Oh, that, I, that I was, said that was. I said this was uh, Tim Burton's last good movie. Oh, no, Big um, Fish was good. Depending on how you feel about Big Fish. And then Johnny Depp. Uh, worked with him on two movies a couple years after that with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Corpse Bride, which mm. were fine. I didn't really like Corpse Bride. 
You didn't like Corpse Bride? I didn't. No. I didn't like Corpse Bride. No. I did like Charlie the Chocolate you guys, Factory. You guys both really liked uh, Sweeney Todd. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And I don't Sweeney like musicals. Yeah. I'm not I'm a musical. You. I'm in the same I boat. say, but. And it, not even cats. <laughs> <laughs> but this, <laughs> this movie came out in the middle of like. Jellicle. Every. Jellicle. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Every other year, it felt like the two of them were putting out a movie together. I agree. Um, and after a while, it got. It felt like it got predictable. Um, yes. This, I think, was like the tail end of just like, all right, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. That's a match made in heaven. Before it felt strained and tedious. I agree. I would 100% agree with that statement. But see, that's kind of why I liked Big Fish a lot. Not that Johnny Depp, he wasn't in that. But I felt like Big Fish didn't feel super Tim Burton-y. Like, yeah, it didn't feel like a Tim Burton movie was, at all. I constantly forget it is a Tim Burton movie. Why? The year, the so there was four years between Sleepy Hollow and Big Fish. Uh-huh. Right in the middle, he made uh, Tim Burton made Planet of the Apes, which was like a huge uh, change for him. Yeah. Because um, prior to that, it was all like this. You had Batman Returns, Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands, Batman, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Sleepy Hollow, the three standout movies that were kind of in a different vein. You had Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which okay. was his first one. Um, but even that's it's fucking weird. It's still kind of shit. weird, right? It's Pee Wee. Um, it's like. You had Ed Wood and you had Mars Attacks, which was mm-hmm. a weird as fuck satire that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but completely like super bright color palette, just like Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also um, super weird. But also super weird. Planet of the Apes was like his big pivot into like major studio stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that impacted a lot of what you saw after that. Interesting. Because, you know. So you don't, you don't think Batman Returns being what, I, the highest grossing movie of the year it was released, major studio stuff? No, it absolutely was, especially on the heels of Batman. But okay. he still, that was still the Tim Burton that I remember. It was still. Oh, camping. you mean in style? In style, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Because it, it's still goofy, campy, and weird. Um, mm-hmm. I and, like, yeah, really Planet of the Apes like, is a huge... Punch. It's way different. Yeah. Planet yeah. of the Apes is a massive shift, and I feel like that really stuck with him, because at that point, like, after that, you had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, major factory, uh, major studio backing. Um, Corpse Ride was kind of his own thing, mm-hmm. um, but Sweeney Todd was a big, big thing. Alice in Wonderland was huge. Huge, yeah. Um, Dark Shadows, they tried to make really big, and then that bombed, and that was the last time he worked with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that movie was not very good. And there was that was another movie. I saw it. That that was another movie just like we were talking about at the start of the episode. Massive marketing budget. Mm-hmm. They were really 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 pushing on this. And it just crashed and burned. Uh, it was terrible. It was kind of funny, I guess, like a little bit. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't. Oh, so it. like the movie, it was it was bad. It didn't just like bomb. No, the it mo- was yeah, bad. The, the, the movie, movie was, was bad and okay. just like critically panned. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Frank and Weenie came out the same, the same year. I think it came out right before Dark Shadows. Um, but Frank but and Weenie is kind of for, like, kids, yeah. too. It's, like, a different audience. But he's only done three movies since then, and that was almost ten years since ago. Since Frank and Weenie? Yeah. Oh. That was almost ten years well, ago. One of them was Dumbo, and I think that wasn't really that. Dumbo is the most recent one. And it, then before that, it was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I think that people thought that Dumbo cause, was too... 
kind of creepy. You know what I mean? And people were expecting it more to be like, it's a Disney movie. You and, know so, what I mean? and I think it was a little, people were like, it's, it was a little too Tim burton <laughs> And that's the thing. I think he's starting to head back in that direction because yeah. Miss Peregrine mm-hmm. was very much like the Tim Burton that we remember from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, the 2000s just weren't very kind to him. I think he's finding his way back to his roots, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps that he's doing a lot of this without Johnny Depp. Yeah, because I I agree. I feel like you run into that pitfall of like I'm writing this movie for a particular actor, mm-hmm. um, and you lock yourself in a lot. Like Tarantino and yeah. Sammy Jackson. Yeah. Yep. I'm just gonna have you say all the things I wish I could say, but I'm white. <laughs> so <laughs> what's say the, them. What is the opposite of me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to say about this compared to the original? To the original one, uh, like. Like the the source material, yeah. Uh, just really like the the. So we already talked about the fact that he's a constable in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a school teacher in the original one. Uh, Is that why he moved there to go teach school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, so he was like, but he was still so, sort of along the same lines, like nerdy, very like. Peculiar for his time because he was forward thinking. Mm. Uh, it's really just like a short, really, it's like a one two punch with the story, right? There's not a whole lot of plot development. It's like he gets scared whether or not it's questionable, or it's questionable whether or not he was actually killed by like the headless horseman, or was it just like the rival that he had in town because he was in love with the same girl that like like Brahm in the movie yeah exactly uh, so it's just like it's just alright Ichabod exists he's a school teacher he's kind of lame oh he, he died to the headless horseman there's really nothing else there like so they they did a lot with like plot development did with he this. die? Yeah, he in, dies at the end of, end the, of the story. In the story, oh, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> so he, you know, I think with this, they kind of like they tried to build things up, right? And I think one of the only way that, well, I wish they would have kind of left the ambiguity in. If I'm totally honest, I wish like so, like in the short story, like you don't know whether or not it was like the headless horseman that got him when he uh, dies, or if it was just Brom. So it wasn't disguise. like you like solved the mystery. Cause I kind of like that about this one where yeah. you had to like pick who it was like a game of clue. It's kind of, it's just, it's kind of, it does feel like that. Mm-hmm. I think like, you're, who did it? I think you're led to believe that it was like somebody, not actually like a headless horseman. Like it was, it was Brom. That's what you're kind of like led to believe, but there's no like definite conclusion. The horrors of people. Yeah. Man is the real monster. <laughs> right. Jealousy, betrayal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The themes. Uh, so yeah. so it's just it's it's slightly different in that Ichabod Crane walks away alive and with with the girl, women and child yeah with with the girl and 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 a compatriot to continue his his scientific endeavors I guess so I know he's like a, a scientist of sorts of the time slash uh, detective mm-hmm. are there psychiatrists at this point I or, don't think so because um, that daughter is going to need some serious serious therapy she <laughs> saw her dad get. Speared, speared, yanked out of a church window, and then beheaded. Yeah, and then saw like everybody else around her die because of Don't her you, being written into the will. She seemed to get over it pretty quickly in the movie. It's because Johnny Depp's a dreamboat. 
just 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 stare into those eyes and you forget everything just yeah. the whole world washes away is that how that works uh, i mean pretty. after you see a vagina tree swallow your stepmom i don't really know what's going to affect you at that point that's true it was very uh um vaginal mm -hmm. it's like watching birth in reverse and it's kind of weird it's just the heads i yeah. liked the finger at the end Oh, yeah. Just the twitching finger sticking out, oh, of, the, sticking out of the tree. Out of the vagina tree. It was very, <laughs> very, uh, I don't know. I like it was a sledgehammer of, of metaphors. See, I, like. That would have been the perfect spot because you see you see all the blood kind of seep over the roots of the tree right. as it's happening. But that would have been the perfect opportunity for just like a geyser of blood to just like burst out. More blood. Yeah, yeah. just more blood. Like. But you didn't get enough from the Iron Maiden with your mom scene? No, that was a good one. That, that <laughs> Callbacks to Event Horizon with the, mm -hmm. the, the blood elevator. Um, the blood elevator was cool. So I got one question for you. So the whole thing, the way they rewrote the story a little bit in this uh, was just because of the will. Stepmom got kind of written out because everything went to the daughter. Yeah, it's always about money. It's always about money. How much money would you two have to have potentially left to you in a will that you got written out of for you to conspire to kill to commit murder? like not just one person like to conspire to kill like 10 well, people she, it wasn't also be, it wasn't just because she got cut out of the will it's also she had a vengeance on that family yeah. since she was a child That's true. so not only is it money it's also revenge okay. which are the two I think indicators or, or things that make people want to murder. Yeah, but let's just let, let, normal people. Let's assume. Know I mean? Let's let's assume Not from like a vengeance uh, a vengeance okay. standpoint, which is usually enough for you to kill one person. Yes, maybe two, depending on what the vengeance is for. I mean, just for fucking my family out of money. I don't know. If and then if you're adding money to the pile, you know, yeah. that's usually like, or if it's just money as a standalone thing, like we hear stories about the shit in reality all the time, people killing for money. Probably like a million dollars. A million dollars would get you to kill 10 people? Oh, 10 people? Yeah. yeah. To, conspire, to conspire to kill, like... But I don't actually have to do the killing. I can have someone else do the killing for me. Right. But you're killing like half the people you know. <laughs> like half the town. <laughs> Including your own sister. Yeah. Well, she never liked her sister, clearly. Clearly. Right. But... She left her in the woods to... But how, how, <laughs> much, I, how much money would that take? $10 million. $10 million. Yes. You, oh God, I hope you never meet anyone with $10 million. Because... Mm. I kind of hope if you, you do. had to pick, If you had to pick... <laughs> so here's the thing. You're killing about half the people you know. Yeah, fuck them. Which means either me or Palmer are dying in this scenario. Well, which one of you fucked me the most? Then <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. Bye-bye. What about you, Palmer? A lot more than $10 million. I could be like living the rest of my life not have to do anything with $10 million. No, no, no. Nah. Here's what it would take for yeah. me. Yeah. Nah. Invest some of that. Pay I, off my house. $10 million, $10 million is not as much as you think it is. It's I know, not. but I, If I was somehow... Are we taking taxes out or is it just... No, nah, I'm, I'm just saying flat, flat numbers. <laughs> okay. For me, I've got a real example for this. Mm -hmm. If I'm one of Bill Gates' kids... Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's three of them. Yeah, it would take that amount of money. If I'm one of Bill Gates' kids and he's openly said to the public, like he has, that they, my kids not... are not getting any of this mm -hmm. money, 
I would hire someone to kill half the people I know, including my father. But, like, how much... Oh, including your father? Well, in that case, because... That's true. I have to kill people that I know? Do I like these people? Because you have to conspire everything together to make sure that the money ends up in your hands. I don't know, because obviously it's written into a will here. But she also doesn't know those people, really. She's, like, yeah, she's from... She's got to be the only survivor. So, in this case, actually, you have to kill your whole family. This is the plot of the new slasher series. No, her family died. That's what she was saying. It was like... But because she was marrying in... That right. was the whole thing. She she was marrying him, but he had written into his will that everything goes to the daughter. But if they're both dead, it goes to her. Right. But I'm just saying she so, doesn't really know these people. They've not been married that long. It's like right. They're not like her family. If I just like met some random dude and I had to kill all of his family, $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sticking with 10 No. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty? I don't know. I'd, I'd say 100 at least. Okay. $100 million, $100 million at least. Because think about how much you'd have if you're not doing the killing yourself. Yeah, $10 million yeah, a person. Think about how much you're going to have to pay something, like convince someone, like, I will give you this much money. But I don't you're going to have to go up to a demon I don't and have be to like, convince him. I just have to have his head. Headless horseman. So it's, it's killing 10 people that I'm mad about that I'm. I and a, digging up a skull. Yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. So it's 10 people that I don't really like that much or don't know. I'm really fucking pissed off. And I there's don't actually. And there's money online. I don't actually have to do any of the killing. I just have to tell someone what to do and it's done. And then go fuck a random person. So or make wait, it make it seem on. like you fucked like a random person. I feel like that's not that hard. Let's, can we can we pause for a second? Are we talking ten million dollars back in like? No, I'm talking today's money. No, oh, today's, today's money. money. Yeah, ten, I would. I would. Twenty five. It would I think take it's not more as than hard that. As you guys, I feel like you guys are asking for too much. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to pay most of it to whoever's killing. Although I guess no, if you're just like them, controlling you just have the, his head. Yeah. But. What's the price you have to pay with your soul? It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting a refund ticket with that. No, no receipt, no returns. All sales are final. Mm-mm. I don't know. I I would say at a minimum it would be. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Sam. I think it would be 100 million. Okay. I'm maybe gonna bump mine up to like two million or 20 million. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it on the cheap. Yeah. Or the expensive ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fueled by rage constantly. <laughs> so, in addition to just telling Alex random facts about herself that you uh, have learned through this podcast, mm-hmm. um, please don't offer her any money. Because obviously, <laughs> it doesn't take her much uh, to get her to do things. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Or I have to, to get her to think about having someone do things for her. Uh, I have keep your money her, to yourself. I have heard her scream for microwaves in the middle of the night. I have no doubts about the depth of depravity <laughs> that she'd be willing to go into. She's evil. <laughs> Microwave massacre comes to mind. Out of the three of us, you are the, obviously the most likely to have communed with the devil. True. I would, And I mean that wholly as a compliment, obviously. Yeah. I feel like he's close, though. <laughs> you both are. <laughs> well, you don't believe in you don't believe in any of that. Well, I don't actually believe in the devil either. So. Right? No, I don't. But if if I, I wouldn't see Palmer to commune with the devil either, like maybe his like douchey friend, <laughs> Palmer's friends with the devil's friend. <laughs> he probably lives next door to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Maiden might not have actually been such a popular torture device. Yeah, I read yeah, about I that. I can't imagine that would be a very popular thing. <laughs> Why? It's it looks, big and bulky it's hard and to like move. probably like really difficult <laughs> to clean. <laughs> Why would you clean it? I feel like I feel like you got just to get the stench out. 
Well, you keep it somewhere, like, away. Yeah, you keep it in the <laughs> tower. It stays in the tower. I put it in the back 40. <laughs> also, I did really appreciate the the um, windmill scene. I think we also, we were talking oh, yes, about. Frankenstein. We need to, yeah, like. 100%. Yeah, incorporate more windmills into movies. Also, that's why it exploded, right? Because it's got flour in there. Yep. Because a windmill just wouldn't explode. No. Flour uh, in large quantities is and very sugar. flammable. Yeah, and sugar. Any, just, any fine powdered substance uh, tends, in, in large quantities, tends to be quite flammable. I just learned that like maybe two years ago. It's amazing the things that we never learn until we're adults and just randomly find out facts. <laughs> Who knew? Or, or if you really want to like terribly scar somebody, uh, melt sugar in water and... There was and that dump woman. Dump it over their head. There was that woman who did that to her husband like a, a little caramel? while ago. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you just. It's, I'm sorry, it becomes a caramel? like a thick. It, no, it just becomes like. A, you don't like burn the sugar. Like, it just becomes like a thick substance that you can throw on somebody and it, you can't get it off. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that you so can do. So it's like homemade napalm on a stove. Yeah, it, that's essentially what it there is. There was that woman Dang. a little while ago in the UK that killed her husband that, that way. Holy shit. He found out, she found out that he was um, had molested her daughter, their daughter. Oh, is that why that happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and would got, I would do that too. And she like made it and was like, "Yep, this is what we're doing." <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. He died. He didn't die instantly, but he was. In, like, oh yeah, that was a horrible. Yeah, I'm sure that was a horrible death. Horrible death. Oh god. And the horrible like he was in the hospital for a little good bit. For just, <laughs> good for him. Good for him for dying. <laughs> so horrible. Yeah. You deserve it. One hundred percent. What are we writing this out of? Heads, I feel like heads Rolling is fitting. Heads. See, this was this is what I was waiting for. Uh, so I've I've been practicing all week. Okay. And it, it hasn't it hasn't yes. gone well at all. What I get like this? I get like two or three words <laughs> this out. Podcast? Are you are you saying this episode isn't good? No, what? but everything everything nothing, everything's, nothing's, not nothing's gone well this week. <laughs> So um, this what you're about to do, I don't know what it is, it's going to go perfect. So I've been trying, something has to go I've, right. I've been practicing and trying to see if I could pull off a Christopher Walken <gasps> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do uh, I don't want to say accent. Uh, but <laughs> his speech mannerism. I've been trying to pull that off uh, since, oh, I guess, Tuesday. He's going to um, do it. See, that's so much better than anything I've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst. I'm ready. Hit me. Come on, go. I've been... Trying to uh, figure out what to rate this out of all all week, and I know we're talking about uh, cutting heads, but uh, I've been hiding this gold watch, <laughs> this hunk Where of metal. Was it? <laughs> Up my head. <laughs> So, so this horrible I, hunk of metal has been up my ass. How yes. many uh, hunks of metal have I shoved up my ass <laughs> that are actually tiny heads that I cut off while riding my horse? Oh my god! Okay. Out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is the, both the worst and the best thing. So I've been practicing that all week. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes. 
Uh, it definitely started off really strong. Yeah, that's what happens every time I tried this. It's the longer it went. It, it's, it's gotten worse. <laughs> I give it I give it a 7 out of 10, dude. Good, yeah. good, good first it, attempt. And for the movie? <laughs> that, for, Uh, so where are we in the sound of rolling heads? Is that where we're <laughs> rolling head shaped hunks of metal up oh, your ass? Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I three and a half rolling head shaped hunks of metal mm. up my ass. Okay, I was gonna go uh, three point two five. I'll give this a four. Okay. Uh, the violence oh. in this movie surprised me because I haven't watched it in so long, and uh, bonus point because this really was Tim Burton's last great one. Cheers to that. Really, you think? Yeah. You really, you're, that's your conclusion at the end of this? He yep. stands by it. He's been saying it since we started. He sticks by his story. All right. Fair enough. Well, that leaves us with a, uh, wow. A 3.583. Uh, <laughs> it's not a the six. The dumbest number. A three, 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 three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, if you made it to the end of this one, I, just wrap him applause. Uh, because this might be the worst thing we've ever put to a microphone, but I'm gonna save it somehow, some way, uh, with the fancy magic of editing. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a 10 out of 10 episode, and you guys are not at all gonna regret listening to, to so what we have to say. Right. We had to get so, this out of the way now. We did, we did. Uh, so let's address the housekeeping. You can follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Terra and Podnito. Uh, we are building a Discord community as well, so if you really wanna, you know, just hear more of what just took place on a regular basis um feel free to jump in we will put the link in the podcast description uh <laughs> it's gonna be great <laughs> uh you can follow us individually too on balmer at sternsworth i'm sam at sam Hames. we've also got uh a little bit more stuff coming soon we do yeah so next 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 week we're coming at you live <laughs> while we do this we'll be much maybe much more prepared 100% more prepared i think <laughs> I think, uh, but it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we haven't done a live one yeah. since like last October, I think. I think it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it. So, this will be this will be fun. I can't I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the fear in your eyes. Yeah, so it's something different. Oh man! All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week live and wherever your podcasts. Go to whatever platform you're on. If you're on your iPhone, if you're on your Samsung, just what do they call galaxies? Galaxies. Galaxies. (laughs) Your Samsung galaxies. And uh, listen, listen. Continue to make Stitcher our most prominent platform. Everybody out there in Utah, thank you, thank you for listening. Truly doing God's work. As always, Alex. Keep it creepy. Woo! See y'all next time.